Hi, and welcome to Math Amusings. I'm Mike O'Connell, creator of Math Amusings, and your host. Stay tuned for 15 minutes of science, politics, news, and opinion. In other words, Math Amusings. Today's date is Friday, April 21st, 2023. This is Season 3, Episode 16 of our show. And you know what's happening next. I have to put together some cockamamie reason of why this is a good number, an interesting number. Um, to me, when, when I write it out and I see 3.16, like, okay, when I was a kid, you used to see, I haven't seen one of these things in years. Probably, I'm not sure the last time I saw one of these signs, but I'm pretty sure the year started with 19. That in the stands... At uh, various sporting contests, you would see a sign. If you're from the 20th century, you know what's coming. You would see a sign that just says, John 3.16. And even from a young age, I knew that, well, that had something to do with religion. Like, this is the Bible verse, presumably. If someone was actually thinking about, like, a time 3.16 in the afternoon, okay, maybe. But, all right, one of the most famous, I suppose, um, verses from the Bible. And I claim to be no uh, Bible historian. Um, I know about as much uh, religion as, as I claim to practice it, which is to say very little. Uh, I had to look this one up. Uh, I know it's, it's well known among people who study these things. So John 3.16, what does this actually say? This is the English translation. One of them. I know there's different versions. Okay. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Okay, uh, if that if you think that that's going to help you play sports or like help your team play better than the other team, I say go for it. But to me, when I see three sixteen, that's what I still think of. You know, thirty years after that was popular. Like, Hold up a sign. Maybe you'll be on TV. <laughs> Remember TV? That's that's where they used to air these things, uh, sporting contests. Anyway, welcome, welcome everyone uh, to this week's program. I appreciate you hitting that purple button on your phone and tuning in, or perhaps you're listening on Spotify or Buzzsprout, or there are other like third-party vendors where you can hear this program. Um, however you're listening to Math Musings, I appreciate you tuning in. I'm going to give you the full version of a couple stories I've sort of shortchanged the past few weeks. Now, this weekend I am in Binghamton. That was the plan anyway, as I was recording this. And I knew I was going to be in Binghamton, wouldn't have time to uh, recreate a, a Binghamton show. I'm going to talk about it on a future broadcast, I suppose. It was a couple weeks ago I talked about uh, Binghamton, the Binghamton Mets, which are now the Binghamton Roboponies, double-A affiliate of the New York Mets, which started in Binghamton in 1992. And I said that I was at that game, April 19th, 1992. It was the inaugural game at then Binghamton Municipal Stadium. First game for the Binghamton Mets. And I told the story of how like the, it was originally supposed to be Thursday night, and it rained three days in a row. It was like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it rained delays so that the first game was actually on Sunday. Not just any Sunday, it was Easter Sunday, Easter 1992. 
And, you know, like, as I said on that episode, it wasn't like mom and dad fighting, but like my mom saying, we have Easter dinner planned. And my dad saying, but we have this once in a lifetime baseball game. And those were the accents they used, by the way. And, uh, and being able to do both, like go to the game for a little bit and then join the rest of the fam for uh, Easter dinner. That was Easter 92. Fast forward three decades plus one. Now I'm the dad in the story, right? And Easter 23 comes along and I have the, I have the same issue. I've got a sporting event planned on Easter Sunday and I didn't realize it was Easter because I, I don't follow religious holidays. I celebrate Easter only for the candy. And uh, I have us going to the Washington Wizards game, my son's first NBA game, my first NBA game in over 30 years. I saw the Knicks play at Madison Square Garden in 1990. That was the last time I went to a NBA game. It's Easter and it's happening again. And it's like, well, aren't we going to do something for Easter? Well, no, I'm going to a basketball game. This I care much more about than Easter. I can get the candy whenever I want. And um, being the dad in the story, it's like, well, case closed. Uh, We're going to the basketball game. And we did. And it was great. And we can have candy or, you know, a family dinner any other night of the week. This time we were going to the game because it was the last game of the season. There was no, well, maybe we can catch it next week. Last game of the season, Wizards, Rockets. I was secretly pleased that it was like two bad teams going up against it. Uh, Rockets actually were tied for the worst record in the Western Conference. Wizards out of the playoff hunt. I knew that it was going to be a sparsely attended game. Uh, it was, And it was. It was a small crowd. It was one of those where like all the seats were sold. Like They'd probably claim it was a sellout. But I can tell you, there are a lot of empty seats uh, in the stands. And um, yeah, Wizards facing off against the Rockets, the Houston Rockets of all teams. Somehow, Houston enters into my life every week and like enters into Matthew Musings every week. I end up talking about Houston. It started with the curse, uh, I, you know, the jinx I had placed on the Houston Cougars, jinxing them in the NCAA tournament. And then it was my. Uh, a flight that never made it going through Houston. And then here I am again, my local NBA team playing against Houston. Did I mention they had the worst record, tied for the worst record in the West? Well, they ended, uh, well, San Antonio, with whom Houston was tied, won on the final day of the season. So Houston had to win this game so they wouldn't be in sole possession of the worst record in the Western Conference. And, uh, my local NBA team did them a favor by uh, letting them win. So they ended up tied for the worst record in the Western Conference. And, uh, and I'm, still, I'm still winless. Because though they led most of the game, Wizards led most of the game, they somehow fumbled it away at the end. And it's interesting, I mean, like, you're, you're watching, pardon the expression, like, you're watching the Scrubs plays. And, like, there, no Beal, no Porzingis, no Kuzma. Like, to me... The Wizards have three good players, and then everybody else. I mean, everybody's good. Everybody's an NBA player. But they have they have three stars on their team, and then it's kind of everybody else. Their stars weren't playing. I got to see the guys who don't usually get a lot of minutes. 
there was only one person I was interested in seeing other than the three I mentioned. It's like Taj Gibson. Why? Because he's 37 years old. He's actually the only person on their roster who's over 30. And he didn't play either. <laughs> and it, uh, the other piece of this puzzle I was, I was happy to see playing for Houston, and he's only played a handful of games for them. He just got traded to them with Frank Kaminsky. Um, Kaminsky played at uh, Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin made the Final Four. I think Wisconsin actually made the Final Four more than once. The one year that Kaminsky was a senior, he was named National Player of the Year in college and um, played in the NBA as well. He's small number of minutes per game, but he he got some playing time and uh, scored a season high, I think, of uh, seven points. Seeing him play for Houston, he was like the only guy I recognized. He's like, oh yeah, I remember this guy playing in college. And honestly, I couldn't remember if, like, when was he in college? Was that was that like two years ago or like 2004? I, I don't remember. It was 2015. Anyway, interesting thing about seeing the game. It's like basketball is, is I hate to say it's an afterthought, but it's like it's only one of the things you're watching. You're basically watching a rock concert with the lights and the music and the dancers. And like, well, every once in a while they stop to let a basketball game go on. And the particular game I saw, last game of the season, players, they're you know, maybe they got a contract on the line or something trying to put up some numbers in the last game. But really, it was just like, don't get hurt. I mean, it, it was basically an all-star game. The first half, um, I don't know, the score was probably like 70 to 60. Like, just in one half, I mean, there, there were a lot of uncontested shots. Players not just trying not to get hurt. Like there, there weren't a lot of offensive fouls. Like not, not a lot of charges being taken. Let's let's put it that way. No one was no one was laying out for anything. Trying not to get hurt. And uh, as I said, Wizard, Wizards went cold in the second half and, and ended up losing the game. I I thought for sure they had a W. I I thought I was going to be getting my two dollar Big Mac the following day. I thought they were going to score one fifteen. I was going to be getting fifty percent off regularly priced menu item pizzas at Papa John's. This, yeah, that really is the the uh, the deal. They got to score 115. Didn't even reach that. And Houston covered, too. I think Houston was uh, most places I saw, the three-point favorites, and they won by five. Anyway, I did enjoy spending my Easter Sunday uh, at the Capital One Arena, formerly known as the Bryson Center and MCI Center and whatever it was called before that. Anyway, um, and I, I thought I had shortchanged that story about, um, well, going to see the, the Knicks in 1990. That was their final home game of the season. That was a loss also. And then seeing this one, final game of the season for the Wizards. Now, on the story of Binghamton baseball, I'm 10 years old in 1992, and this was the Binghamton Mets' first season. And I neglected to mention this last time because, like, it you know, I'm looking at the clock now. It's like it takes me 11 and a half minutes to get through one story, and then I kind of squeeze in the other thing at the end. But as though I'm limited in the number of minutes, it's a podcast. I can make this however long I want. I try to make it consistent, though. That uh, when I was a kid, like Binghamton was a hockey town. Like I think the old minor league team previous minor league team the Mets had, I think left in 1968. That was the year Thurman Munson played for them. When you talk about like, well, what uh, famous Yankees came through the, the Binghamton 
uh, minor league team. Well, Thurman Munson uh, was one, and famously Whitey Ford also in 1949. I've told that story before. Led the team to the Eastern League Championship. And the next year was playing in the World Series. So Binghamton was a hockey town when I was growing up. Uh, we had a team in the 70s called the Dusters. And if you've ever seen the movie Slapshot uh, with Paul Newman, uh, there's, there's a team just called Broome County. They were the Binghamton Dusters. I had to look up the exact year they started. 1973, North American Hockey League. That was like the basis for the league in Slapshot. And the one scene in which, like, the the fight that it's like both teams are entirely going at it. Like, puck drops, the game starts, and everyone's fighting immediately. That really happened in Binghamton. And that was, like, you know, inspiration for, for the movie. There were the Dusters of the North American Hockey League, and then the Dusters joined the AHL, American Hockey League, and then... This I had to look up. The Whalers, Binghamton Whalers, affiliate of Hartford Whalers, started in 1980. So when I was a kid, it was the Binghamton Whalers. And then we changed affiliations to the Binghamton Rangers in 1990. Lovable losers, I would say, like, I, I don't remember going to any championship parades with the Rangers or the Whalers. Later on, it was the Icemen and then the Binghamton Senators, affiliate of the Ottawa Senators, they won a championship. This was uh, 2011, and the night they clinched was my birthday. It was June 7th, 2011. They won the Calder Cup championship of the AHL. Seven years later to the day, June 7th, 2018, that was the day my hometown, Washington Capitals, won the Stanley Cup. Both hockey championships I've seen in my life, yes, have occurred on my birthday. That that really is true. And then uh, for a few years, the uh, local team in Binghamton was was the Devils, the Binghamton Devils, uh, affiliate of the New Jersey Devils. COVID kind of set that askew, and now the the team is the or the arenas, the ice is waiting. The ice is waiting for the next hockey team to come through. I haven't been to a hockey game in a long time. Like that, that one probably. Uh, Probably similar to the last time I saw one of those John 3.16 signs to bring this episode around. Like, I'm not sure what year it was, but I'm uh, pretty, sure, pretty sure the year started with, with 19. Um, looking through, uh, I, I don't have any old uh, like Binghamton Rangers programs. I mentioned that I had the Binghamton Mets programs. You look through there and it's like all the phone numbers don't have any area codes. That was the thing that struck out at me. There's no 607 there. Whereas now, you look like, am I getting a Wizards program when I go to Capital One Arena? No, because you know why? Because I can look up all that stuff on my phone. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you've enjoyed Math Amusings today. For more Math Amusings, you can head to MikeOConnellJr.com.